0: This video is brought to you by Devout Decals, makers of reusable Catholic art for your home altar, your bedroom, and your home classroom. Blessed Pentecost. Pentecost is finally upon us. A solemn day that is off that some have said, tried to say is the birth date of the church, but traditionally, before the recent years in the church and the weird upheavals we've had, which in many ways is an attempt to make the church charismatic in the way that many Protestant groups are charismatic. It was always the birth of the church was seen as the moment when uh, blood and water poured forth from the side of Christ on the cross. That was considered the birth date of the church. Now, for whatever reason, people treat Pentecost as that day. But Pentecost is, in a very real way, a very important day in the history of the church. It's why we commemorate it 50 ish days after Easter. And so today is Pentecost, and with it we observe the gifts of the Holy Spirit being given to the apostles, and them being lit on fire with the fire of love of God for the people around them to hear the gospel, the preaching of the gospel. Pentecost is anything, it is really the sort of the the going forth, the sending forth from God of the mystical body of Christ into the world to convert souls for a fervor for Christ and for salvation out of true love of man and of neighbor. That is Pentecost. And what was the first thing the apostles did after the tongues of flame came down from heaven and landed upon them? They went out to preach the gospel to all nations. Well, maybe not all nations immediately, but to their neighbors in Jerusalem. One consequence, of course, was that eventually... Not long after, you would have you know, the martyrdom of St. Stephen, and other things would happen. But many disciples were made in the days after Pentecost. Thousands upon thousands were made, so the scripture tells us, causing much consternation, of course, among the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Leading, of course, to things like the, uh, the unleashing of Saul of Tarsus and others, who would, of course, have his own conversion moment the infamous road to Damascus, uh, confrontation of our Lord and Saint Saul before he was renamed Paul. Pentecost really is the launch point for all of the really amazing things you see in Acts of the Apostles. It is like the culmination of the Gospels and the launching into the book of Acts. And here I have for you today Fulton Sheen talking about what is the mystical body of Christ. And it's interesting because as we see in modern church today, the conflation of the, the lady with the priesthood, you see that this classical understanding of the mystical body of Christ, this Catholic understanding of what the mystical body of Christ is, does not line up with what our leaders are telling us today. Now's Fulton Sheen on the mystical body of Christ. The mystical body of Christ for Pentecost. By Archbishop Fulton Sheen Naturally the church is not his physical body, for that is already in heaven with the Father. Nor is it a moral body like a nation, or an organization, or a club, because the unity which binds members together in these is merely their corporate will to achieve a common ideal. The unity which binds together the members of the body of Christ, which is made up of all born into it by baptism, is not their wills but a superior principle of unity, namely the third person of God or the Holy Spirit, which is the spirit of charity and love. In order to express that transcendent unearthly unity by which we are all one in Christ, tradition has applied the term mystical, so that the church is in the proper sense of the term the mystical body of Christ. As the human body is made up of millions of cells and hundreds of organs, as one cell is not another cell, and yet all constitute one body, because governed by one head and unified by one soul, so in the mystical body of Christ there are millions and millions of members and hundreds of officers, and in it the layman is not the priest, as the foot is not the hand, and the cardinal is not the missionary, as One organ is not another. Yet they all coalesce into one living body, because governed by the invisible head, Christ, and vivified by the one soul, which is the Holy Spirit of God. The church, then, is the body of Christ. But what does he do with this new body? Our Lord in heaven does the same three things with it that he did with his individual human nature taken from Mary namely, through its instrumentality, he teaches because he is its teacher. He governs because he is its king. He sanctifies because he is its priest. He was teacher, but he gave the power to his new body. As the Father hath sent me, I also send you. Go the, going therefore to teach ye all nations, and he that heareth you heareth me, and he that despiseth you despiseth me. Certainly, if these words mean anything, they mean that just as he once taught through his visible form as man, so now he continues to teach through his new body, the church, the truth forever being not the church's, but his, and therefore infallible. He was king with power in heaven and earth. This office he gave to his new body. All power is given to me in heaven and in earth. My power I give unto you. Whatsoever thou shalt bind upon earth, it shall be bound also in heaven, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth, it shall be loosed also in heaven. These words mean that he, as he was formerly king in his individual physical manhood, so now he is king through his new manhood to the church, the power being not the church's, but his, and therefore forever divine. He was priest, who came to give his life for the redemption of many. This office he gave to his new body. Baptize them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Do this for a commemoration of me, whose sins you shall forgive, they are forgiven them, and whose sins you shall retain, they are retained. Again the meaning is unmistakable. As he had sanctified souls and offered his own body and blood to his heavenly Father, so now he was communicating that power to his mystical body, the sanctification forever, being not the church's but his, and therefore divine. Fulton Sheen certainly has a way of expressing the Catholic concept of the mystical body of Christ. And he does it in a very plain language, which is surprising if you've ever read his works. They usually came in two varieties. One book written for the same people who listened to his radio show or watched him on television, the typical layperson. And the other written for seminarians. Um, I have one of his books, actually both of his books on discerning the priesthood. And they are very dense books, not in a bad way, but you read like a passage, like a paragraph, and you want to just put the book down and think on what you've read. And when I discerned the priesthood many years ago, I read it, and it was one of those books that took months to get through because it was so rich. But here, this is definitely written more for consumption by the typical layperson, and that is a fine thing. I'm curious what you thought of this. So let me know in the comments, please. Like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help, as does sharing this on social media. That helps a lot, too. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.